Well, I trust the source, so I'll go with it. Biden is not going to engage a joint speech to Congress until the coronavirus rescue package is passed. Joint speech, meaning a State of the Union. People have been asking. I've been getting uh, emails about it. What's going on? Why hasn't he done a, a, a press conference yet? When they've got him in one place, having giving the speech, he seems to be able to do the job. But I am absolutely one of the people who questions his acuity. I'm not going to diagnose the man. I'm not a doctor. You don't get to diagnose people that you see on TV. they got to be in front of you. You literally have to be a doctor on CNN in order to diagnose somebody from what you see on TV. <laughs> and absolutely be completely unethical. I, I mean, that's just the way it is. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's so good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, an absolute pleasure. Now, uh, Governor Cuomo is scheduled to, to speak, uh, scheduled to engage a, a, a press conference. And, and if he does, when he starts, we're, we're going to be there. We're going to see what it is that's going on and what it is that's happening. We'll share it with you. Because is he going to discuss, well, the three women publicly that we know of who have an issue with him and impropriety? Two who worked for him. One that he just accosted at a wedding and said, I want to kiss you. Let me kiss you, or whatever it was. It was one of those. While he's got her uh, by the face, which is certainly awkward. Right when Joe Biden does it, it's still creepy, but it's very, it's it's trying to be grandpa esque. When Andrew Cuomo does it, you need to take a shower. Let, let let's be clear. I think we all agree that that Andrew Cuomo is a bit creepy. Right, that that that, that much is true. Correct. Correct. I was just making sure. I just want to make sure we had it all in there. We'll get to Andrew Cuomo. I wanted to share something that took place at the hearing yesterday with with uh, Christopher Ray, who's the FBI director. This was this was very very peculiar, and I wanted to know if you could make something of it that I could not. Christopher Ray is answering questions about the te- the death of Officer Brian Sicknick, Capitol Police officer who died. However, the st- original reporting was, was that Sicknick was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher during the attack and died of his injuries. That story was untrue. It was untrue from beginning to end. It was completely, if you will, fabricated. Pushed by the New York Times, no investigation, and it immediately became uh, the, the the standard talking point. Officer Sicknick did die, I think it was that evening or the next day, but th- the question is, well, how? How did this come to pass? So Chuck Grassley, who's the ranking member of the, House, of the Senate Judiciary Committee, is asking the questions. I want you to, to, to hear the question about the death of Officer Sicknick and the very... Uh, Christopher Ray answers, you listen, you tell me. What happened to Officer Brian Sicknick? Uh, 
tragic death as a result of that January 6th assault. There's been conflicting reports about his cause of death. Have you determined the exact cause of death? And is there a homicide investigation? Uh, so I'll take the last part of your question first. There is an ongoing investigation into his death. Um, I have to be careful at this stage because it's ongoing not to get out in front of it. But I certainly understand uh, and respect and appreciate the, the keen interest in what happened to him. After all, he was here protecting all of you. Uh, and as soon as there are information that we can appropriately share, uh, we want to be able to do that. But at the moment, the investigation is still ongoing. Uh, so does that mean since the investigation going on, you have not determined the exact cause of the death? Uh, that means we can't yet uh, disclose uh, a cause of death at this stage. But you have determined the cause of death. I, I didn't say that. We're not at a point where we can disclose uh, or confirm okay. a cause of death. I'm sorry, what? I think every... Tell me what I'm missing, guys. Often I could share with you. I can break it down. I can see around the corner. I can I can engage the thing. We cannot yet disclose the cause of death. Death at this stage. But you have determined the cause of death. I, I didn't say that. We're not at a point where we can disclose uh, or confirm okay. the cause of death. Now, producer Ari says he explained it later. What did he explain? So, uh, Chris Coons, uh, the senator, uh, was asking Delaware. about Del- Yes, I was asking about it later, uh, and Christopher Ray clarified that they're 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 viewing it as an on-the-job death, and they wanted to be sure to let the family know first about the cause of death before they announced it publicly. So he said that's kind of why it's being hush hush. Well, then that's how you answer the question. You don't say we can't disclose. We're not. Sh- and also, if we're calling it an on-the-job death, something had to have happened on the job to lead to it. We've heard stroke. We've heard other things. I'm not. I, I don't want to discount the, the, this officer. I don't want to discount his life. I don't want to discount his work. I'm. I'm trying very hard not to do that. I want to. You know that because that's important. But man, this is just a. It's just. It, it, it got. He. He said it just the way he said it. People are like, what in the world is this? The larger context is, are there other stories that we heard from that? From the the Capitol riots. Are there other stories that weren't actual? Right? That, that, that didn't go this same way? Right? Did we, get, did we get fed narrative as opposed to facts? Let me give you an example of narrative as opposed to facts. Joe Biden talking about coronavirus vaccine. We're now on track to have enough vaccine supply for every adult in America by the end of May. Let me say that again. When we came into office, the prior administration had contracted for not nearly enough vaccine to cover adults in America. We rectified that. About three weeks ago, we were able to say that we'll have enough vaccine supply for adults by the end of July. And I'm pleased to announce today, as a consequence of the stepped-up process that I've ordered and just outlined, this country will have enough vaccine supply, I'll say it again, for every adult in America by the end of May. By the end of May. That's progress. Important progress. That's placing an order on Amazon. Joe Biden 
is trying to take trying to take credit for vaccine. Operation Warp Speed, Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, Donald John Trump. That's why you're able to just simply go to the shopping cart and say, okay, we need a million more of these and 3.2 million more of those. All right. All right. Uh, anybody got a credit card? Well, we got a house account? All right, cool. We clear. Okay, good. Well, look at me. I'm doing something. This is the politicizing. This is the... Um, this is the, 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 the vitriol. We can't stop politicizing a, a virus. Donald Trump did nothing. Joe Biden did everything. And he did it in 41 days. The man is a hero. It just admit the fact that Donald Trump did it right. Operation Warp Speed worked. Pfizer and Moderna built these vaccines in record time because they got the orders, they had the money, and things were cleared out of their way to go about doing it for all of us. Just say so. Stop trying to find ways where you can push the Trump administration in the corner and recognize that everything you said about them being awful and miserable and terrible isn't true and America knows it. And the people who don't want to believe that and they don't want to accept that, well, these people are radical bigots who have no understanding of the world around them. They don't even want to know about the world around them. They hate the world around them. They hate honesty, they hate decency, they hate facts. They are so desperate and so wrapped up in their ideology being everything about them that they can't say, well, he did that right. You can't even say he did that right? That's not a problem with you and me, that's a problem with them. That's a problem with Joe Biden and his administration that cannot just accept the fact that the Trump team did it right. They said, here you go, let us step out of the way. And you know what these groups did? They built something great. Save the globe. I mean, if you want to, how else can you think about it? If we now have Texas and Mississippi and other states saying, all right, no mask mandates, everything's open, you people know how to run your lives, that's, that's, that's Operation Warp Speed. That's Pfizer and Moderna, yes, Johnson & Johnson now. And antibodies, uh, conversation, antiviral conversations uh, 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 from Lilly and things uh, for, about Regeneron. I don't remember which company made which thing. Remdesivir, etc. That These are the facts. Nothing has been more uh, harmful to uh, the American public than find, making everything... Uh, a, a fight. Nothing has been has had uh, has been more deleterious than the politicizing of this virus to move political agenda. We have hurt ourselves in massive ways. The trust factor has gone down to near zero. Trust the media. Trust Anthony Fauci. Oh hell no! No, no one trusts Anthony Fauci. That guy will say anything to any camera at any time. Loves him a camera. Just say Trump did good work. And because of that work, we were able to get more things going. We've ordered more. We're going to get it out to everybody. And we will have enough vaccine for everyone by July. I think you could say that. I think you could say that well and easy. 
But no, they got to they got to divide with it. It's just it's just wrong. And everyone should clearly say so. What is Cuomo going to say? And what Chris Cuomo said that was nowhere near enough. That's coming up next. I'm Tony Katz. The reporting over the Daily Caller is that a dozen soldiers stationed at the Capitol are sick. They got fed undercooked food. Uh, Some of it had, as is reported, metal shavings in it. This from an ABC affiliate that reported it on Monday. Me, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. So the question is, when do we head down to D.C. and start cooking for these guys? I'm not even I'm not even joking. This is nuts. There's this talk that tomorrow they're they're all on heightened alert because there might be a uh, a, a an attack on the Capitol. There's, there, there, there's chatter about it. I can't keep up sometimes. Uh, and then I, I, it's clear that we're we're playing around. Now it's very possible something could happen tomorrow. It's very possible something could happen today. It's not necessary to have thousands and thousands of National Guard troops at the Capitol. That's all for, for, for affect. None of it is, is for, for rational thinking. The whole thing about uh, having them uh, there for the inauguration, unnecessary. And Dick Durbin said it was the first time we have not had a peaceful transfer of power. Of course it was a peaceful transfer of power. We had an inauguration, Trump wasn't there, boom, bop, bip, and we went to work. Of course it was a peaceful transfer of power. You want to say there was a riot at the Capitol? There was a riot at the Capitol. We don't need to make things up. We don't need to engage in this nonsense. There are a few people who I find uh, just purposefully uglier than Dick Durbin. He doesn't have to be this way. He chooses to be this way. I know they'll gladly lie to you and manipulate and they'll gladly gaslight. They've proven it. But this Michigan National Guard staff sergeant, his identity being withheld, said this is a common problem for service members stationed at the Capitol. Yesterday, for for instance, there were 74 different meals found with raw beef in them. Soldiers had found metal shavings in their food. I mean, we can fix this, right? They're getting MREs now instead. Soldiers are are paying for all their meals for the next two days in order to get real food. this, This makes no sense. None of this makes any sense at all. Why are we still allowing this? How is this not How is this not a story? It's not even a question of a story of, of, of abuse. It's a story of lying to America that somehow things are unsafe because, I guess, Trump. What happens when these people have, don't have Trump anymore? They can't bring him up anymore and they actually have to discuss the issues? Well, the answer to that question I can give you, uh, that is never coming. Trump will be the answer for all things. What Trump has done has poisoned a generation or two. What Trump has done and all the tentacles he put out there. You will never be allowed your own mind. 
between Trump and critical race theory, regardless of the color of your skin, you will never be allowed your own mind. You'll never be allowed your own thoughts ever, 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 never once. Not going to happen. This is the plan. This is the entirety of the plan. Just in case you were wondering, I'm going to look into what's going on here and see if there are any actual organizations that are are taking donations or or doing uh, the work, people you can trust. I'll I'll, I'll get back to you. Ask me about it. In case I forget and I've just done it and I forgot to bring it up, I'll get back to you. Should I talk about the CPAC stage again? I can't. I I got asked. I I was on Newsmax in uh, about an hour ago, and and I got asked about the CPAC stage. I'm like, what are you doing to me? What are you doing? The stage. It's a Nazi stage. It's not a Nazi stage. Does the stage have uh, a, cl- a clear resemblance to this patch that was worn by uh, German soldiers in 1944? Absolutely. Is that the purpose of the stage? Of course not. The people who believe this stuff are just dumb. They're the worst people. They're dumb people. I know I don't use dumb or stupid on the air, but what else am I supposed to do? We've hit the floor. These are dumb, dumb people who bring these things up. And you should say to them, you're a dumb person, and move on with your day. What? They're dumb people. You know that's not nice. They're dumb people. We We have finally hit the floor, producer Ari. But dumb. By the way, dumb is not a, you're smarter than that. You stop it. They're smarter than that, but they keep saying it. So now we just have to call them dumb. They're purposefully and willfully dumb. That's all. I can't, it's not my fault. You're asking me not (laughs) to notice. I have to notice they're lying about a stage. We should note that the firm that designed the stage, which is taking full responsibility, saying they had no idea that it resembled a Nazi symbol, um, is called Design Foundry. They handle design for events. uh, They design uh, stages and things like that for MSNBC and Target. They oversaw the design for the Biden Cancer Summit in 2018. And the owner is a liberal and was thrilled by Biden's victory. Okay. The people who say that the stage was proof that the conservatives are Nazis are dumb. And now we can move on. I'm Tony Katz. So Andrew Cuomo did speak. Andrew Cuomo, the troubled governor of New York, did speak and did address the accusations. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY. Feel free to call 833-468-8669. He wants you to know how sorry he is. Because he never intended to make anyone feel uncomfortable. Producer Ari, hit it. I never knew at the time I was making anyone feel uncomfortable. And I certainly never, ever meant to offend anyone or hurt anyone or cause anyone any pain. That is the last thing I would ever want to do. I ask the people of this state to wait for the facts from the Attorney General's report before forming an opinion. 
Get the facts, please, before forming an opinion. And the Attorney General is doing that review. I will fully cooperate with it. And then you will have the facts. And make a decision when you know the facts. I also want you to know that I have learned from what has been an incredibly uh, difficult situation for me as well as other people. And I've learned an important lesson. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for whatever pain I caused anyone. I never intended it. Uh, and I will be the better for this experience. Thank you. Questions? Are you, are, can, can you get away with that just being the statement? I didn't know. I wasn't sure. Make sure you get all the facts because you people don't know what you're talking about. But I've learned a lot. Thank you. A uh, bye. I, I don't know. I don't know if this is something uh, that that uh, uh, appeases. Now, did he say in there? I never touched anyone inappropriately. No. Did he say that? Contessa Brewer is quoting that. Oh, I'm saying I never touched anyone inappropriately. That, I, I caught it like 30 seconds late, so he might have said that at the beginning. Right. Um, do me a favor. Uh, hit the beginning of that again. I never knew at the time I was making anyone feel uncomfortable. No, keep going. Keep going. And I certainly never ever meant to offend anyone or hurt anyone or cause anyone any pain. That is the last thing I would ever want to do. I ask the people of this state to wait for the facts from the Attorney General's okay, report. Okay, 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 we, we, we heard it. I just, I just want to make sure it said it, it's, it's very possible that he said it another time. Because when you make a statement like that, I never touched anyone inappropriately. All it takes is one person to say, mm-hmm. And then, well, what do you do? What do you do? What I find interesting is that this clearly has gotten to a, a place in his ear that he has now had to make another statement about it. They've put out statements about it. He had to make a statement about it. The question is, does it come to rest? It doesn't look like it's coming to rest at all. Now, as as someone just uh, uh, tweeted me, uh, thousands of people died in nursing homes. Maybe that's more important. I'm not saying no. You make a great point. This is from Disney Joe on Twitter. You're, you're a solid, solid, worthy point. If, if we're, we're ranking the things, the deaths of people in nursing homes comes before this. The thing that should more bother New Yorkers or more bother Americans is the death of people in nursing homes, his terrible policies, and his unwillingness to change those policies. But we live in the real world where sometimes, right or wrong, other things come to the fore, right? Other things 
or, or be, get more play. Is it does this? Does this apology get him anywhere? As Debbie points out on Twitter, Cuomo wants constituents to wait for the facts. If it's Trump, you should make your decision immediately. He's absolutely guilty right there and then. Nothing else. Don't even bother asking a question or looking for anything else. He has to be guilty 150%. If it's Chris Cuomo, I'm sorry, Andrew Cuomo, you can't uh, you can't inv- engage any hot takes. Oh, hot, 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 Right? No hot takes allowed. If you even mention it in conjunction with Donald Trump. You're a phony. Hey, this guy's a great big phony. He's a phony. He's a bigot. He's a this, he's a that, he's the other whole thing. Uh, Does this mean that Cuomo is one step closer to resigning? Um... Ah, well, well, he said no. Screw what he said. He said no. Well, I'm sold, producer Ari. I'm just oh, telling you what he said. Andrew Cuomo said no. Well, then there's nothing else to talk about. He's certainly not going to resign. It's not like an, a, a politician ever said no and then resigned two hours later. I was just trying to help. <laughs> The question is, is he going to resign? The question is, is he going to resign? And I don't see it. I don't see... I don't see where that pressure is. They hate him in New York. And maybe there are pressures that I'm not aware of. Right? I'm not in the New York media scene. Uh, I'm not as familiar with the inner workings of 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 this Democratic Party right now. In order to be able to push the pressure, the the, the party needs to uh, apply it, and sometimes you have to apply it through a person. And some of the people that normally would have applied this pressure have already been kicked out because of uh, their own impropriety. So I'm not sure. I, I really truly don't know. Would this take down a Republican governor? Oh, well, now we're playing the game, right? Now, now we're playing the game. Because I think the answer is, uh, is yeah. If if Cuomo's a Republican, he's already resigned. I think I think that's I think that's obvious. I think that's real. And we should be clear that what's what's being discussed about Cuomo is certainly more damning than anything regarding uh, Al Franken, right? Well, she was asleep, and he did grab her. Oh no, it was faked. No, I don't think it was faked. That's my take. I don't think Leanne Sweden's lying. I don't. Th- I don't think it was faked. I think Al Franken did it. That's my take. That's my take based on the evidence. If Leanne Sweden says, uh, "Well, no, 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 the whole thing was faked," and you show that to me, I'll be like, "Well, then I don't even know why he had to resign." 
Uh, thus, I don't think it was faked. That's my take. I'm putting the odds of Andrew Cuomo resigning at 3%, guys. 3%. If he was a Republican, 300%. I'm Tony Katz. The weirdest take from the Biden administration is that what's happening at the border isn't a crisis. Now, you understand there was this massive crash that took place, this Ford expedition that had the back seats cleared out of it, was held, had 25 people in it, bringing people across the border, got hit by a semi. People were killed instantly, uh, ripping out uh, seats to be able to get to them. It was a scene. But we had the other day the Secretary of Homeland Security, that's Mayorkas, saying that there's no crisis at the border. Do you believe that right now there's a crisis at the border? I think that the uh, um, the answer is no. Uh, I think there is a challenge at the border that we are managing, and we have our resources dedicated to, to managing. Why won't you say there's a crisis at the border? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Why can't you say there's a crisis at the border? And just in case we're, we're you know, questioning whether that was just him, uh, it wasn't. President could be briefed on this from the Domestic Policy Council today. DHS assessing 117 or so thousand unaccompanied children. 117,000 unaccompanied children will arrive in the U.S. by their projection this year. Will he learn about it today? And, and that number seems like a crisis. The secretary said it isn't. How would we define a crisis? Well, uh, I'll leave that to the Secretary of Homeland Security to define. He said it was a challenge. It is a challenge. Uh, we have more than 7,000 uh, unaccompanied kids who have come uh, into the United States. Um, and, and that is certainly a lot of children that we are trying to treat humanely and safely uh, and, and process through the system uh, as quickly as we can. Uh, that's, that's not easy. That is a challenge. Uh, certainly, the president receives briefings and regular updates from his team, um, and you know we typically don't confirm those publicly. But he is he is briefed regularly by his team, the Domestic Policy Council, and uh, other members of his policy team. Going along with the same conversation, it's it's a challenge, not a crisis. Who does that make feel better? It was a crisis. Is it only a crisis when it's Trump? No, Trump's the one who called it a, a, a crisis, and, and plenty of Republicans have. What's happening on the southern border is a serious issue, and 7,000 unaccompanied children is a nightmare. Consider what they are doing. Unaccompanied from where? Somebody brought them to the border in nothing but peace and comfort with a lot of food and a lot of water and all the greatest medical care and said, okay, walk. No. People, kids are brought, sometimes kidnapped, in other ways taken. Here, take my kid across the border. But you can't trust the people who are taking the kid across the border. And those kids are utilized for what they're utilized for and then abandoned. That's absolutely happening. It seems like we're engaged in a tremendous amount of wordplay, right? Right? Rather than than honesty, 
And this whole challenge conversation seems like a whole bunch of fluff. A whole bunch of misdirect. I mean, just just massive amounts. I think it's very weird. Super duper weird thing to say. That it's a. That the issue here is that it's a it's a it's a challenge, not not a crisis. It, it, downplaying it is all sorts of peculiar. Now, did I I know I mentioned speaking of downplaying, I mentioned Chris Cuomo the other day, and we talked just uh, moments ago about uh, Andrew Cuomo, and he's not going to resign. He's so sorry if he made anybody feel uncomfortable. We should all wait for the facts. Let's get into what it is Chris Cuomo said because I brought this up yesterday. I brought it up yesterday and realized that in all the things we were covering about Christopher Ray and 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 what was happening regarding uh, you know a look at the Capitol riots, I, I didn't dig in on it. Right, I missed the Cuomo conversation. I'm glad we got to it today. I, I, I do radio for six hours a day, and there's still things I miss. I mean, that's just amazing. But this statement from Andrew Cuomo has been bugging, bugging me. Not Andrew Cuomo, Chris Cuomo, his brother, CNN guy, Fredo. Bugging me. This is what Chris Cuomo said regarding the allegations against his brother, the governor of New York. Obviously, I'm aware of what's going on with my brother. And obviously, I cannot cover it because he is my brother. Now, of course, CNN has to cover it. They have covered it extensively, and they will continue to do so. I have always cared very deeply about these issues and profoundly so. I just wanted to tell you that. I'm so glad you wanted to tell us that. My question is, why was it okay for you to interview your brother during uh, during COVID struggles? And why all of a sudden have you found Jesus? Shouldn't it have been something that you were aware of then and not done then and not covered then and not done the interviews then? You didn't realize that was wrong? The disingenuousness of this. Now, maybe, maybe he just, you know what, this, this is beyond the pale. I can't, I can't be around this. I'm not going to be able to do it right. I, I, I need to step aside from the whole thing altogether. But he didn't think the other thing was wrong. And it was clearly wrong. I mean, the giant Q-tips and making fun of things and, and, and giggling. That's not a news outlet. That is a family gathering on Zoom. It was not worthy of an audience. All right, we're not the audience. You get my point. It's... The more I hear that one from from Chris Cuomo, the the less and less decent everything he does is. Because I would argue that his statement should have been, I can't cover the allegations against my brother, but certainly CNN can. And you know what? I never should have done the interviews with him regarding COVID. I should have kept that separate. But he's not bothered by that. And that bothers me to no end. Holding a standard, having a standard, these things matter. 
You know, uh, when all you have left is the fall, the fall matters greatly. But it's Chris Cuomo. Why am I expecting anything else? On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. This is Tony Katz Today.